adjusting to a COVID world is that that hard work's already behind us. I think the systems and the implementation strategies that were put in place at the beginning are going to carry through in some form or fashion until we at least probably have a vaccine. So I'll put it the other way. I think the companies that weren't essential businesses are going to have a harder time adjusting to life after COVID than cannabis would. So cannabis will be uniquely qualified, I think, to live and operate in this environment. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are going to take a slight detour from our normal format, and instead of featuring a cannabis company that's raising capital, we're going to be talking about post-COVID cannabis opportunities with one of cannabis industry's leading investors, Matt Hawkins from Entourage Effect Capital. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being on the show with us today and you know, sharing some thoughts on your insight as to where things are going to be or where things are today. And for our listeners who don't know Matt or haven't seen him being interviewed on CNBC, Matt was one of the first big investors to take a risk on cannabis and an early investor in many of the giant cannabis companies like Acreage and GTI and like over 50 top brands. So there aren't many people more qualified to talk about post-COVID cannabis opportunities. To get things started, Matt, can you list a few ways that the pandemic has had a positive impact on the industry? Sure, happy to. The main thing was the essential business designation that the industry received close to the start of the pandemic. That was something, for me at least, unexpected. We were actually preparing our companies for the worst. Most people that listen to this program realize that even the larger cannabis companies don't have a lot of cash on their balance sheet I mean, it's almost like someone that goes paycheck to paycheck. It's kind of how these businesses are operated because there's no institutional capital in the game. With the essential business designation, we were able to stay open. We were able to have curbside pickup, you know, social distancing in the stores. We were able to provide lax delivery services from a regulatory standpoint. So all that led to positive sales increases up and down the supply chain. And every single one of our 65 companies across all of our funds and co-investment vehicles, COVID has been a positive impact on their top and bottom line. It's awful to say that, that a pandemic was given that, but when you're next to essential businesses such as pharmacies and grocery stores and liquor stores, a consumable good like this, obviously, you know, we've learned can be recessionary proof. And so that's the benefit we receive. That's the main one. I mean, think about it. Five years ago, we would never even considered cannabis being an essential business. Yeah. As we say in Texas, who would have thunk it? (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Well, there are some changes though. So what can cannabis companies do today to position themselves to capitalize in this post-COVID economy? Well, I think we all have at least a feeling and a hope that we're getting close to the other side of it. I mean, just about every state opening up some form or fashion. No, that the hard part of adjusting to a COVID world is that that hard work's already behind us. I think the systems and the implementation strategies that were put in place at the beginning are going to carry through 
in some form or fashion until we at least probably have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I'll put it the other way. I think the companies that weren't essential businesses are going to have a harder time adjusting to life after COVID than cannabis will. So cannabis will be uniquely qualified, I think, to live and operate in this environment productively. You know, that's an interesting point of view because I don't think many people would have thought that either, especially going into this, is that kind of making the adjustments necessary to survive in COVID really positions you well for post-COVID. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, you know, every state seems to have a different reopening strategy, but every single state still has social distancing. There's percentages that can go into stores and restaurants, et cetera. Well, we've been dealing with that already. We, we know the, the lay of the land. Sure, sure. And we're running our business differently than we did before COVID. And, you know, that kind of rolls me into my next question for our aspiring cannabis entrepreneurs that are listening to the show right now. Are there new or previously existing sectors that cannabis has now made even more viable? It's a good question and a tough one. It's probably too early for me as an investor to be able to opine on that. The opportunities that we see are more on the side of creating scale with existing companies that are in play. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be room for innovation and you know different brands and products in the emerging states. Let's back up a second and talk about another benefit of COVID on the industry. You've got a situation where we're now essential. It makes common sense for us to be a legal, recognized industry. In addition to that, you've got the trillions of dollars in the CARES Act that every single layer of government is going to be looking for tax dollars. So why not go after the marijuana industry as a way to recognize real tax revenue? And so I really think we've sped the clock up on legalization. And as a result, getting to that point or even in preparation for it, there's going to be a lot of things that smart entrepreneurs will come up with to help ease that transition, for example. Again, another positive benefit is that once these state governments get through all of their appropriation bills that they have to deal with right away, the next thing they're going to start thinking about is how can we generate more revenue? And this is, especially for states that don't have a program in place, this has to be right at the top of their list. I'd love to have an intellectual conversation with just a far right leaning smart politician that can talk to me about the merits of not doing this. Because let's face it, since I've been in this in 2014, the whole thing has been about converting an illicit market into a legal one. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. Brands just last year weren't putting any focus on direct-to-consumer marketing. Well, now, as COVID has changed the retail foot traffic across all industries, cannabis consumers are using online menus and picking up products curbside. You don't have the same... Uh, reliability of putting all of your eggs in, in the bud tender basket to educate consumers on the value of your products or the differentiating factors. Tune in on Thursday for another episode of the Cannabis and Corona Report with Chris Streve from Programetrics. And now let's get back to today's show. From a, an investor perspective, you know, what are some characteristics or types of companies that you think are really going to thrive moving forward? The value chain for the industry for now is set. What part of the sandbox you can play in, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and improvements in those verticals are going to be opportunities. 
Now, having said that, as private equity investors, the first thing we look for are talent management teams. Even if we don't think the idea is that great, if somebody has a track record that's super talented and has a, and it's a similar to super talented team, I would back that company before I would back somebody with a not a great track record that had a great idea. Okay, That's where I think we're going to see some really interesting paradigm shifts in the industry is that really smart operators from other sectors start to come into the industry at a lot more regularity. And especially is if your prediction becomes correct and states start moving in their direction and the federal government starts moving in the direction, it opens the door for people to say, you know, it's not such a weird idea now. Maybe let me think about moving into this industry. Oh, exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, look, I live in Dallas, Texas. Imagine the, the funny looks I got in 2014 when we started doing this. And the very same people that gave me those funny looks now are ones that are either A, wishing they got into it, B, invested with me later, three users now when they weren't before, or four, maybe they still have a moral ethical position against it. That's the vast minority at this point. I, I, I mean, we have all experienced those same looks, and it's, it's gratifying when, when, when we move to a different side of the ledger. But you talked about investing, and especially now, this is not a place for beginners. Is there an opportunities for people to invest in entourage effect capital? Yeah, we're actually raising our third fund right now. The interesting thing about the industry, even the public companies, you know, most of their investors are all retail, high net worth individuals, family offices, because there is no institutional capital in the game. And so every single fund that we've raised thus far, it's come from high net worth individuals or family offices. So qualified or accredited investors are the backbone of our business. Okay. So absolutely. Well, we'll have all of Matt's information and Entourage Effect Capital's information in the show notes and at mjbulls.com. So if you have more questions for Matt, you can circle back with him and talk directly. Matt, wish we had more time. I appreciate you being on the show today. Hey, Jordan, let's do it anytime. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.